You're listening to a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more podcasts, blogs and video logs, visit us at www.wrexhamfan.co.uk. Dragon Talk, the podcast that discusses everything about Wrexham FC. On Dragon Talk today, the cold continues as Brian Little makes more cuts than a lad shaving for the first time with a blood razor. And will the conference give a little extra help to Halifax? Well, hi, I'm Mark Griffiths from the Wrexham Supporters Association's Football Commentary. A solo mission, I'm afraid, today. But just a reflection on the cull that continues at the racecourse. Brian Little's chopping the squad down to the bare minimum. Only 11 players at the moment contracted and wanted, really, by Brian Little. And, well, there have been some surprising decisions, haven't there? Neil Roberts going, and Danny Williams as well. Well, I don't know, for my money, I'm, I'm a bit shocked. Well, maybe not shocked but disappointed. I couldn't help feeling that Roberts and Williams in the centre of midfield in a conference would be a duo which would get us somewhere. Certainly got the, the physicality and the quality I would afford to play at that level, and by all accounts, they both wanted to, to stay on. So what's the reasoning behind this? Well, Brian Little did say he doesn't want to be held to ransom by players who are waiting for uh, other offers to come their way, and he can certainly understand that. Although he has decided to make offers to Tramarco and to Doan, even though I would have thought there's not much chance of either of them staying. And both of them have said publicly, and I applaud them for it, that they both like Wrexham, they'd both like to stay at Wrexham, but frankly, if Football League football is offered them, they're going to accept that. So... In that respect, Wrexham are going to be hanging on waiting for them. Brian Little said that he, he might come back to players who he's released if they don't have better offers and they still need a club at the end of the summer. Well, maybe we should have put our cards on the table. I was wondering whether he was scared of actually committing himself to such a deal. You know, if you put a ca- an offer of a contract on the table, are you then committing to that offer and a player can take as long as he wants and always come back to it? Well, I can understand that concern, but it seems that's not what happened to Steve Evans. Steve Evans has been given a, a one week to decide whether he wants to take the offer on the table or not. Or maybe we should have done a similar thing with the likes of Roberts and Williams. <coughs> Pardon me. The other issue, of course, I suppose, Williams is his fitness. He's had an operation on his back, and we'd hoped that that would be the thing that stops his problems with this persistent back injury. And I would have liked to have seen whether that was the case, personally. I'd have liked to have seen him given an opportunity in order to, to prove his fitness, get a good pre-season behind him, and see what he's like. Because a fit Danny Williams surely would be quite a force in the conference. And, well, Steve Evans being used as the big stopper at the back. Danny Williams maybe could do that role instead if Evans didn't want to stay at the club. So I don't know. Chris Llewellyn's gone as well. And, yeah, Llewellyn, a lot of fans, I think, had felt he hadn't produced enough. And in the end, maybe he had to go. I think maybe it depends on on where Llewellyn's used sometimes. But... No huge surprise there. And, and if, if I'm honest, uh, the, the tranche of players announced this week, no huge surprises with, with them either, really. felt a little bit sorry for Jamie Reid and Alex Darlington when Brian Little said they've got the potential to be good players, but we can't hang on about it now. And so I thought, well, yeah, we should be. I know we're planning for the next year, but we seem to be making an awful lot of cuts in doing that. And 
you know, I, I'm scared that we're going to throw the baby out of the bathwater and maybe lose some players who, in a couple of years' time, could have been ours and, and could have been producing. But hey, anyway, the decision's been made. Let's see how they all pan out. There's also the decision, of course, to scrap the reserves. Now, the explanations that have been given, I, I can see some logic to them. I just hope they actually pan out the way that has been suggested that we'll be able to arrange games very easily. Well, if we can, super. <laughs> Terrific. But I hope we can. I hope we are able to just click our fingers and arrange a match. Uh, by the same token, I know there's been some complaints about the inconsistent quality of the opposition you come up against in the reserve leagues that sometimes you'll get a side that plays a strong team for whatever reason sometimes the side won't be able to and will end up using kids and you get an erratic quality of opposition fair enough but you're surely going to get that when you range a friendly as well aren't you teams are going to play the side that suits them and suits their current circumstances so i'm not sure about that i i hope that works out because our squad needs to stay fit and players who are injured need to have a chance on the pitch to get back to full fitness um, can't help wondering as well, last week I may be misunderstanding this, last week we were told there'd be a squad of 24 this week it was explained that there were 11 players under contract another 5 who could come back the 5 who've been told they're not wanted anymore and that, that makes 16, and we then have to add a couple more signings. Now, maybe that was a misquote, but <laughs> I'm no math genius, but that has with 18, not 24. I hope the, the squad size isn't diminishing, because I do believe that we've got to act like a big club here. We, we have to cut our cloth according to our means, obviously. We can't be daft. We have had a budget cut, but we do, I think, have to treat ourselves like we're a team capable of bouncing straight back and, and plan positively, maybe only for the first year. Maybe we should just do that for the first year, and if it doesn't work, then we have to reassess. But I can't help feeling that we should be a strong financial team with the crowds that we get in the conference, and we should be looking at it as such. So that does concern me slightly. The other issue, of course, which is was plain, is the whole shenanigan about Jeff Moss's £300,000 ring fence to put into the club as long as the supporters trust match it. The supporters just weren't going to match that, and, and for the correct reasons. Uh, they didn't have a mandate from the membership and the people who made the donations to do that. And it's, it's slightly irksome to think there is £300,000 out there which has been you know, pigeonholed for us, earmarked for us, it would obviously make a difference when we are planning our budget this week for next season, but it's not being put into the pot, it would seem, and I find that enormously, enormously frustrating. Anyway, a, a change of tack slightly, because during these podcasts I'm looking to get us acquainted a bit with the conference, so I thought we might have a, a little look at Halifax Town, the sides that we should be playing next season. A team we have dropped out of the league and bounced back and then dropped back down again. So, you know, maybe their experience is something can teach us. But more relevantly, they've got f- terrible, terrible financial problems at the moment. In fact, on Saturday, May the 10th, they could be removed from the conference as a result of those financial problems. And it might be an interesting lesson for us to learn, just to have a look at the situation that they're in. Not least because, well, I don't know, the experience of the last few years has, has taught me never to be totally arrogant and <laughs> take things for granted off the pitch. You, you never know what's coming around the corner. And well, quite apart from the fact that you, know, you never know who the next owners of the club might be and when we might have new owners, there's been so much talk lately, has there? I remember the, the false trail when it was announced on BBC Wales that there was supposedly a, a takeover in the offing. 
But the fact of the matter is that the conference are tougher on uh, clubs off-pitch dealings than the Football League are. And so to learn more about that, I had a chat to Jonathan Monaghan, who is the Halifax Town Supporters Trust Communications Coordinator, who explained Halifax's current plight. I wonder if you could just walk you through what's actually what's been the, the story over the last year or so off the pitch. Well, uh, <laughs> it's a long story, <laughs> as, uh, as you probably expect with these situations. Well, to cut it short, basically, the club was... Um, it's the previous director, a man named Jeff, Jeff Ralph, um, could no longer fund the, uh, the club. They've been up for sale. <clears throat> There's been interest from a, a consortium of businessmen, local businessmen. Um, I think you've had ties with Bradford City before. We've uh, come in and kept the club afloat, really, for the past 18 months, uh, while at the same time trying to sort out the complete mess that is the financial side. Mm-hmm. That's like the share register wasn't kept up to date, so <clears throat> they've had so much work to try and get that up to date and try to find all the debts. Every time they found one thing, like one debt, another would creep to the surface, and it's been an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been told many a times that the, the takeover is close to being completed but uh, unfortunately um, <clears throat> somebody put in a winding up order uh, which forced the consortium the consortium's hand really and you know, to go into administration mm-hmm. and uh, that's where we are at the moment unfortunately. And that hits you very hard obviously because you look sound enough in the in the table and then and that suddenly dropped you right down the bottom and I know from our, our experiences there's always a, a, a knock on effect on the pitch when that happens isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Well, we lost the 10 points, as you say, and uh, <clears throat> before that, we, we, were, we were looking fine. We wouldn't have been involved in the relegation battle, but as soon as those 10 points go, it drops you right in it, and, um, and that affected the players on the pitch. But, well, it, it seems it did anyway, because uh, we went on a bit of a bad run for a while and just managed to stay up on the last, last game of the season. Now, the other thing I was wondering, I mean, is it still assured that you will stay up? Because the last thing I read was there was danger that you could still be demoted, if that was right. That, yeah, that is true. It's um, it's a complex situation, but we the creditors meeting, the, the consortium have made an offer to the creditors to come out of the administration of the CBA. Um, the meeting is on Wednesday. Now, the rumours are that the conference has um, issued up Halifax Town with the deadline that if by the 10th of May you're not financially sorted off the pitch, um, the potential is that we will be relegated to uh, the Unibond, kicked out of the conference system, basically, um, when they decided the AGM, which I think is in June. Which is, it, it's hard to imagine. I mean, you know, from Rexon's point of view, you're always, well, for my, I've always seen them, but you and us are quite similar clubs, you, you know, and for you to suddenly drop not into the conference, but below that would be a hell of a blow, yeah. wouldn't it? It would be a massive blow, and uh, everybody is obviously hoping that, the, that we can get it sorted. And the, the trouble with the conference is the they do have a precedent for this. I mean, they're not the conference are a funny lot. The, a few years ago, the I think they they relegated Norwich for similar problems, um, financial troubles. I think it, they, they called it, and uh, they got uh, relegated from the conference when they, when they didn't finish in the, the bottom three as it was back then, bottom four now. Um, so there is there is a precedent for it, uh, and the conference have been going on on us for a few a few years now because of our stand. You know, I don't know if you know the our east stand has been in the building progress for years, ground to a halt with the money problems. 
at the conference is um, complaining at us for um, not having four sides to a stadium, mm. which I find farcical really because when you look at Oxford, yeah, yeah. and it seems and there the, I don't know if you know the share, but there are far far worse grounds in the conference mm. by miles than the share, and if we were to be to be relegated on that um, clause, and that would be uh, quite sickening, really. When you when we've seen grounds such as Farsley Celtic this year, um, Tamworth in previous years, Southport, plenty of uh, very poor grounds. Well, it seems ridiculous. I, I I accidentally drove past your grounds on the first day of the season because, well, we were stuck in traffic trying to get to Darlington. And I took a shortcut, and right. I could see all the building works all all around yeah. it, but um. But like you say, I mean, I've been to the Shea a few times, and surely your three sides must hold more as well than a loss of the conference oh, grounds. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And they're allowing, as I understand it, Eastbourne to no, hang on, it wasn't Eastbourne, uh, Lewis to come up when the ground yep. hasn't met the standard as long as it meets it by the end of the season, which seems yeah. one rule for one, one rule for another, seems to me. Yeah, that's true. There's also the, an issue with Kettering who are coming up. Um, apparently, they don't have the right ground grading. Uh, they've got a year, as you say, but I don't think there's any chance in a year that they can sort the ground out. Mm. So apparently they'll come up, have a year, not meet the deadline and be relegated again, which is farcical, really. Mm. Um, luckily for Halifax, uh, it seems our stand is... Um, it, it's work is again supposed to start in June. Mm. The council have um, taken over it, and uh, apparently the signs are all good, actually. Mm. The, the work's going to start again, so hopefully that'll be enough to satisfy the conference. So, and hopefully the council's involvement means the administration doesn't doesn't hold that up, I guess, because normally... Oh, yeah, think... the, the administration has no effect on the ground. Yeah. Uh, the council on the ground, um, the Shea Stadium Trust, as it's called, holds the lease to it. The two clubs, Halifax Town and Halifax Rugby, are just two tenants. Mm. Uh, so the, the business side of Halifax Town has nothing to do with the stadium, thankfully. Oh, well, that's well, some good news. I, I tell you what, I, I really hope you. I hope it all goes well for you this week, and that they don't move you out. It's a shame with all the history that you've got, and I know. it'd be awful yeah. for the conference to do something like that to you. But uh, fingers it crossed. Would, but it wouldn't surprise me, to be honest. Yeah. The conference are a funny bunch, <laughs> uh, which uh, I'm sure you'll find out yeah, <laughs> when Wrexham come down. Well, I, I hope I get to. I hope we get to play you next season, and <laughs> we can compare notes then, can't we? I hope so too, because. You're one of the only northern clubs that are in it. It's very okay. suddenly is a conference. Well, precisely. I mean, God, yeah, uh, we've been looking at horror. The, the, like the bottom six were the six closest to us, pretty much. Yeah. And do you find it is well, it must hit your crowds badly. I, mean, I can't imagine as much away support anyway in the conference, but goodness me, uh, when they're all coming from the south, it must knock yeah. your tenses terribly. It, away support, is a, it, it's um, obviously much less than what you get in the football league, but yeah. for some clubs, you get some clubs like York... Exeter, funnily enough, always been quite a lot, but they're being an ex-league side, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you do get some really awful away attendances. I mean, I think I once counted. We played Forest Green, and it was I could it was so few I could count them. <laughs> and I think I got to about twenty-five, maybe mm-hmm. twenty-five away fans on, on our north terrace, which is holds about three thousand. <laughs> so uh, away support is not something you'll be uh, getting much of. Next season, I don't think. No, no, absolutely. Uh, well, it'll it'll be an experience for us. But like I say, I, I hope we get to bump into you next year. Anyway, I hope it's all sorted for. I you. hope so as well. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, we'll, well, find, we'll know one way or another. Um, Wednesday, our creditors meeting. If they uh, if they vote for the offer, then uh, mm. it should be okay from there. Oh, fingers crossed for you. So a sticky situation for them. Let's hope that they come out of it intact. I really do 
want to play Halifax next season. It'll be nice to renew acquaintances. So, things are all up in the air, aren't they, at the racecourse at Halifax. It's a, it's a whole new ball game that we're going into. But throughout the summer, we'll look to keep you updated. We've got plenty more content and information to preview the coming season and, of course, to continue to track what goes on off the pitch. So keep tuned. Of course, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Yeah, our popularity banner's a bit impressive. By all means, stick on a comment. Make us feel welcome. And also on Wrexham, uh, Wrexham Sport Association's website, www.wrexhamfan.co.uk, you can get all the latest updates there as well. Also, have a look out for our special couple of podcasts we made from Lincoln City, chatting to the fans about the party there and also about their feelings about the season. So, see you next week when hopefully I'll have a, a full complement of podcasters with me. But for now, goodbye. Dragon Talk, the podcast that discusses everything about Wrexham FC. That was a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more information, visit www.rexhamfan.co.uk.